Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying scale range. I am the head of this family, Andrew, with me, our black sheep, Keith, hello, and our young and upcoming family member, Liz. Hey guys. And this week was a listener pick, slash Liz pick. Slash Liz. poll pick. <laughs> yeah. All the above. Liz, what did we play? Yakuza Zero. I was really excited hearing you talk about it. I didn't know what to expect. I just expected craziness. Uh, so this game is brought to you by Sega Studios. It actually is also brought by three other studios, but Sega is the one that's plastered all over in this game. And a quick rundown of the game is a third-person action RPG where you are playing one of two characters and your various ties through the Yakuza. So this game, just fair warning, it is very Japanese. And that's why I was really curious to how Liz was going to take this game because this is the first time we've played a really Japanese game. Uh uh, actually, no, probably, maybe this section might be a second. But what I mean by, like, a really Japanese game is the game is really exaggerated. It's really crazy. Just, uh, this game goes from serious to just absolute randomness. Or as you would say, buck wild. It, this game is just buck wild. Bonkers. It is. And there's also a lot of text and a lot of video. So if you're looking for a game that just has a lot of narrative in it, like, this is up your alley. So... If you're not quite sure what a really Japanese game is, I will say there actually was one we played earlier, and that was Monster Hunter World. That one's actually a pretty Japanese game, too. So I guess you had a little bit of a taste, but this one is... This felt so different. It is. So going around this, was this a game or pass for you? This was a definite game. Is this your first definite? No. You said that last time. And that one was neither. No. (laughs) Never forget Graveyard Keeper. Yeah, but at that point, do we even do Gamer Pass at that time at Graveyard Keeper? I think so. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look up that episode. Too lazy. What about Uh, you, Keith? It's a Game Pass game. There was parts that I was enjoying it. It was fun. And then there was parts I was just so incredibly bored. And I don't know. I found the game irritating in a lot of ways. But it, it can be fun. So, I don't know. It's a game pass. <laughs> That's very vague. So, I'm assuming you're just saying more. It's, it's just middle of the road. Uh, basically, uh, yeah. Like, I can't give it a pass, but I I didn't know that... I don't know that I liked it enough to give it a game. But would you just, play it again? Maybe. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I like know. that's a pass. But probably not. <laughs> well, for me, this is this is a game as well. I, w- I can't say definite game because... This is obviously for very select people. Like, there's some people who are just... They don't care for the style of game. Like, they don't... They don't want to sit there and watch 20 minutes of, like, text or videos. Which there is a lot I in this we're game. saying it for ourselves. Like, it's a definite game for me. You're saying, oh, it's not a definite game because other people won't like it. It's for you, is it just a game or is it a definite game? It's a game. I'm just going to okay, give it a game. Okay, okay. Because I, I do agree with Keith. There are some moments where I'm like, all right. All right. Let's go. There, Because I don't mind text and cutscenes and stuff like that but there were moments where i'm just like okay this could really be reduced by like five or ten minutes see i felt that way but once i accepted the game for what it is the inner bubbling of rage during those long scenes where i just wanted to save the game and i couldn't went away like i i feel like that's the key to it <laughs> uh but to give a kind of a quick story of the game you were playing one of two characters and also i'm just gonna say i apologize if i am butchering any of these names the American in me has a hard time pronouncing some of these things. But the first character you play is Kiryu. And you're essentially, you're a young up-and-coming person in the Yakuza. Something goes down, you're blamed for it, and you're told to take the fall. So you're following his story, basically trying to figure out why you were framed and trying to get to the bottom of his whole story of how to get himself back in good standings with the Yakuza. Then the other person you play is Giro. Majima. Majima's last name. His first name is Agiro. Goro? Agoro. Goro, that's it. But so, the whole like name, I said, I he's apologize. called Majima. He always says Majima. Yeah. So his whole story is he was in the Yakuza, and he also was kind of blamed for something and ended up being tortured by the Yakuza 
and cast aside, and he is trying to work his way back up by basically running this cabaret bar for the Yakuza, trying to make him enough money so that they accept him back in because he's trying to get back to his his brother that he feels like he betrayed. Well, one of them is technically out of the family. The other one is just getting punished. Yes. So once you're expelled from the Yakuza, you're not allowed back in the Yakuza, or at least that family. So at this point... So they say, but... You think it's going to happen in the game? Possibly. And then I'm curious if the stories are going to combine. Oh, I'm sure they because do. Because you have this whole thing with this empty lot. There's a conspiracy around that, but they haven't... I got to Chapter 5. It's a very, very long game. Very long. And, yeah, I think it's like 32 hours to complete just the story, and then a lot of people are saying 60 to 100 hours to complete the game. Yeah, to just do the story, but when you're playing an RPG, let's be honest, you're not just doing the story. You're doing everything, so... So many people you meet along the way. Yes. And so many crazy stories. So, yeah, I haven't figured out how these two stories tie in together, but I'm sure they do. It, that would make no sense to have them just completely two different stories, like... You could have just made two separate games, so I'm sure they obviously connect in some way. But obviously yeah. didn't get to that moment. Yeah, I think there's like 17 chapters, so I'm fairly certain it connects along the way. Oh, yeah. But overall, what did you guys think of the stories? Did you care for these characters? I like them. It's very strange because along the way, you're helping a lot of people. But at the same time, these people are trying to get back with the Yakuza, get back into their good graces. And the Yakuza are not very good people they're meeting people along the way that their lives are destroyed by them and so it's kind of weird that they're trying so hard to be accepted in it makes you think that they really didn't have anything before i mean I feel, oh, it's kind of nerve-wracking talking about the yakuza because it's real <laughs> well the first one he didn't have anything i i didn't get too much of the backstory for the second character yeah i mean i don't know how how far you got i think i might have gotten about as far as you did liz because i was playing with that character i think I don't, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it was chapter five about that I got to. Liz got the farthest out of all of us. Oh, really? Yeah, because yep. I, I think you get achievements for completing some of the chapters. So chapter two, four, and I'm not sure what else. But I just started going back to Kiru. Yeah. Or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're definitely ahead of where I am then. I think that we forgot to mention that this is, takes place in the 80s. 1988 oh, yeah. in Japan. So that's kind of a, a cool little spin on it, too. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, they definitely do some fun things with it, that's for sure. For me, I, I don't... I liked the story, but I agree. For me, I didn't quite understand these characters' motivation to get back into it. I mean, I did a little bit, but I don't know. As you're saying, the Yakuza are awful people, and you're going around and seeing how their lives are torn apart. And the characters you're playing are generally really nice people. They're helping people with the stupidest requests. Like, you have some people that are like, oh, help me find my puppy and kind of, like, things like that. And you're going out of your way or you're teaching people how to act, like, tough. Like, you're doing these things that are just generally nice. And it's like, why do you want to be in the Yakuza? Well, with the first guy, he was an orphan. And he was taken in by someone in the Yakuza who begged him not to go into the Yakuza. But, of course, he looked up to him. He wanted to. I didn't learn too much about... Majima's backstory but I feel like they're just very alone in the world and these people I mean they want to be a part of something that's my guess but I thought it was interesting that they're kind of similar in a lot of ways but very different and I liked how there were subtle ways that they showed that so for instance when you first go to the apartments I mean the first character it's a bachelor pad you know he's young he doesn't give a crap about his apartment <laughs> but Majima is like just everything's clean it's very minimalist so I thought that there were like, kind of cool, subtle ways that they differentiated them. Yeah, one character had an eye patch, the other one didn't. Rude. <laughs> Speaking of character design, was I the only one that noticed the very Nicolas Cage-like character? I took a I screenshot so. of it. Uh, I took a screenshot of it. I feel like I should send it to you guys because I need you to see it. But it Where was, was he? Uh, he was the, the, lone, uh, the lone shark at the very beginning of the game with Kiryu. I swear... This this guy is. I hope it's not. I mean, I inappropriate I, I, I to say, but he's, he's a Japanese Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's exactly what he looks like to me. I remember. I like. I vaguely remember what he looks like. I think he looked like Nicolas Cage. Not that I can remember. Now I have to look. <laughs> I'm also. I'm also kind of curious. Hopefully, I'm not going too off topic. But I really want to know what your favorite like side story was because some of them were very dark. 
I mean, they're talking. You're talking human trafficking. I mean, there's. It gets really sad. So my favorite one, I actually ended up recording, and I should have on our YouTube channel. And there is one moment where you're fi- when you find a band that are basically trying to be like Western greasers, which they call themselves Yankees, Yankees with an I. Oh yeah. And I kept, I kept figuring that out. I'm like, wait, is it supposed to be like Yankee Americans? Because eventually they did say, yeah, like Western greasers. But that whole story I thought was super funny because it is just, just like this game, it's just insane. You just try to teach these these band members how to be tough, and the, there's just the the dialogue in it. I just thought it was really funny. My second one is when you meet a dominatrix and she's too nice. And so she asks you to teach her how to be more aggressive so she can help her clients a bit more. And, you know, naturally in this scenario, when you go to practice these sort of things, of course you'd pick the public park. So they go to the public park where there's a bunch of kids and it's like, <laughs> what is going on here? So I just, I love the side quests of this game. I think that a lot of the side quests kind of, hit it home the biggest thing that i don't like about this game and that's that your decisions really don't matter yeah so you're asked a lot of things and you you, there's different options you can pick and even if you mess up and make an indie on yourself it always goes back to the original the only exception i can think of that it possibly could have mattered is when you're trying to get a hostess for the casino when you're playing Majima and it said, oh, I could have gotten more girls if I had looked around more. Oh, yeah, I got that too. So I don't know if that was actually true or they're just hinting, like, make sure you, like, talk to a lot of people. Yeah, I do I do think there's opportunities in the game, at least with the main story, like that quest, that it's it gives you a little bit more flexibility. I think maybe to make the game easier or at least just play it a little differently. That's what I assume because... And I got the same thing because I was like, no, I'm not going to be bothered with that. I'm just going to get get this done. But I, for the side quest, I don't know if it was just me, but I noticed all of them had this weird ending to it where it would just be so somber and like the music would be so sad. Cause I've noticed my, that some of them. My two favorites were the the little kid waiting out in front of the video game store to, to yeah. get that. Did you get that uh... one? And then you yeah, that, that like kind of ended darkly. It like, did, but it was that weird, like circles. Like I don't, not I don't want to spoil it, I guess, because it, it is kind of interesting. But it was really weird. I just, and like I said, it had just this weird moral conundrum that you end up, and also just a guy shoots you, just straight up shoots you, and then you're like, oh yeah, I guess you're an all right guy. Have a great day, bye. <laughs> Here's your kid. Yeah. So. Like, that one was weird. Well, the other one, did you get the pants stealer guy? Did yes. Oh, but it, I, I started it, but I never went and like investigated it. I So I haven't completed it, but I did get as far as my first encounter with the pants stealer. And do you know what I found out? He stole your pants? No, apparently he's like an overgrown sixth grader, or he might have <laughs> just been held back a bunch of grades, but he's also a Yakuza son. It's this whole, it's bonkers. It's just... It's just bonkers, and the whole time he's just yelling about ripping your pants off and how he can't wait to rip your pants off, and (laughs) what is going on? Like, I hate how much text there is, but at the same time, what? (laughs) I also think it's weird there's so many stories of children, because when you started talking about a kid, my thought immediately went to the little girl that wants to stuff animals, but she doesn't have a dad and her mom works all the time, and she ends up, like, starting to call you daddy. Like, she, like, really wants a father figure, and then her and her mother are... Uh, her mother's kidnapped, and um, they threatened her to. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Do bad things. Do bad and then <laughs> I don't want to spoil. It. I don't know what's spoiling now. <laughs> and then there was another one where someone had to change his face because the yakuza was after him. So he's in the park watching his son and wife play catch, and he can't participate because he's like incognito. That's just sad. Yeah, all the kid ones are sad. But on a lighter note, the one you were talking about, Keith, with the kid waiting for the video game, I like the text where the kid said, I can't wait to go home and read the manual. Do you remember those days? When you wait in line for a video game, and then like while your parents drive you home, you had a manual. I always love to smell those things. And it's like, I can totally understand that kid. Well, I mean, it was 1988. It it was a nice little throwback, and it was one of the the ways that they kind of had fun things with it. I, know, I generally actually forgot this game took place in the 80s, and then some character would look absolutely ridiculous, and I'm like, oh, wait, it's the 80s. Did you get the cell phone phones. one, by the way? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was starting that one. 
He has a giant briefcase that's the battery for the cell phone. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. One thing I really liked about it, I don't know if you brought the battery back to him, but you end up going or cutting to a fight scene, and at the end of the, after you beat him up, one of the guys just starts running away, and he's like, I overestimated you, and he tries. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it gave me a good chuckle. That's what I think is so crazy about this game. It's, it goes from so funny to like really dark. But It makes no over, sense. I, it doesn't, but I had so much fun with it. Like To me, this was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Like I always knew these games had like a huge cult following. Like People who love these games really love these games, and I totally get it now. At first when I was playing this, I was like, I don't know if this is dated or anything like that, but it seemed a little clunky. But the more I played it, I was like, this is just really interesting. Which I like that so far we haven't talked about one of like the biggest things of the game, and that's the combat styles. Yeah. So we're talking earlier about how, you know, the two stories, the combat for each character is very different. So right when you get used to the combat styles, and once you really get invested in the story and you want to continue, they switch it on you. It's a horrible. I hate it. <laughs> uh, and love it at the same time. But uh, I definitely had things that I preferred. So, so far, I've only gotten three and three. So, three combat styles for each character. I'm pretty sure that's the max. Because that's okay. what it looks like it shows on the D-pad. Because the bottom is for your weapon. Like, if you're yeah. doing a weapon style. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, th- I thought there was four. I still haven't gotten the last one for Sejima. Yeah, I haven't either. That's... um. Yeah. A break patch. dance style. Eye patch, yes. So I think it's called Breaker or something. Oh. But I got not to I got towards the end when I finished his like the first two chapters of him. It, I think it's the hardest. I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't like it. But it's frustrating too because you have an ability tree that you keep putting abilities towards you, you, pick you invest. You, want. you put money into yourself, as yes. they put it, which I thought was clever. <laughs> but I feel like I was putting it into one, and then I was kind of forced to put it into the other one because you, there's a bunch of people that are willing to train you, but in order for them to train you, you have to use like a certain one. So I found myself going more towards that. But there's actually a lot of people that that train you. There's so many things that you can do in this game. It's oh, unreal, yeah. and not not just like side quests and stuff. There's just so much to do. There is, but talking more about the combat. I really enjoyed this combat. At first, there's a couple of moments where I felt like it was a little clunky. Uh, it sometimes wasn't great at, like, targeting somebody and ended up just kind of flailing around. Or the camera. Oh, my word. Yeah, the camera's a little rough. But to me, this game felt kind of close to an actual, like, fighting game. Like, Mortal Kombat or something like that. You know, obviously not as refined and everything, but you start with very basic ability. You know, XXXY. XXY. Like, just... That was kind of you're just using those two buttons, but then it's like, oh, you learn this move, and now you learn this move, and it like slowly feeds you these new techniques. But I, I thought the combat was actually a lot of fun. And what's cool about this game? Normally, when you play an RPG, you know, you have the random encounters where you're just walking, and all of a sudden your screen flashes, and up oh, now you're gotten into an enemy combat. This game essentially has that. You're walking in the streets, and there's like a pack of goons that in front of you. You can you can actually see them, so you can avoid them if you want. Maybe take a back alley or run past them. But it was these random encounters that you basically go into. Especially the bulky guy that is actually really strong, Mr. Shakedown. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to keep your money, I there's one time that I actually I had so much money on me, and he was standing right where I needed to go that I actually took a cab and went around him. <laughs> I was so, I was irritated, but I was like, I'm gonna spend the five hundred. And just do that. But for me, I thought that the one of the best combat sequences that I had in the game was towards the beginning. And it kind of reminded me of the show Daredevil where you're going through a hall. and you're Oh, like, at the end of chapter one? Yes. That, so you're, you're like 10, 15 people you're fighting. And then more file in. You end up kicking people through doors. And there's more enemies in there. And you finally go up to the boss. And I wasn't prepared. I didn't... Because you can have... Um, you can have things that help your heat and your health, and I, I wasn't prepared for that. I got really frustrated. But once I learned to be prepared, I actually wish that I had it on a higher difficulty. Oh, I was wow. on easy, and I all the street fighting was just, oh, taking candy from a baby on easy. So <laughs> I wish I had done medium. Yeah, I can. I actually say the same thing. I, I was really not having any difficulty at all playing on normal. I feel like I could have bumped it up. I did I was run on normal in- as well. I did run into some issues with that first. I think they called them climax battles, 
Uh, yeah. Like that long run at the end, it was usually like the wrap up of a chapter or something. But I agree, it was actually a lot of fun. It was like it was somewhat of a scripted but not scripted fight, and so there was fun aspects to it for sure. I definitely got frustrated because I had to do it. I don't know, probably three or four times actually, because it actually took me a while to figure out how to use the potions and stuff. Like like Liz was saying, because that's one thing this game. I don't think does a great job of at least on the upfront is giving you instructions or tutorial at all, which I yeah. know I, I, I always say I like, but if it's something that's not obvious on how to use it, you gotta tell me. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't give you any explanation on like your equipment, the weapons you can equip and like the gear you can equip. Like, cause at the bottom it says like, Oh, defense. And it gives a number blade is one of them. And like arm was another one of them. I, I had no idea what those meant. But I'm like, oh, cool. Whatever it's doing, it's increasing my arm, so I'll take that. But yeah, there, there, I do agree. Like the explanations for stuff was pretty good, but there was just a lot that it just they glazed over. Did you guys get to the south sequence in the main story of Majima? No. So mm-hmm. you're protecting somebody, and oh, definitely try not to give anything away. You're protecting somebody, and you have to hide through the crowd. So. When you look at your map, there's these blue circles, and you have to kind of, like, wait for the Yakuza to walk away and then run to the next crowd and then blend in. But once you're found by one person, it just it's a sequence of them just finding you. It's awful. And then finally, you can manage to, to sneak in again. But I just thought it was really cool that they incorporated the stealth element. Yeah. I mean, this is one thing that really, like, really kept me with this game. This game has a ton of mechanics. But they drip feed you constantly these new things. Right at the get-go, it's just, you know, you're running around beating people up. And then it's like, oh, well, now you got to manage like a cabaret. Oh, now you got to figure out how to like send out people to gather weapons and materials. And now there's a whole crafting aspect. And then later on, you're learning about real estate. And then the mini games. The mini games are all very unique and different. This game just constantly would put in these like new mechanics that would just change things up. And For a game that's over 100 hours long, it's really nice and refreshing. Yeah, and I actually stumbled upon fishing, and I asked Andrew if he had done it yet, and he hadn't, because like I, I just found a pole, a fishing pole, and I went at it, and I actually thought that for fishing in a game, it wasn't that bad once. I had to Google how to do it, though, because, again, the tutorial wasn't very good. That's the only time that I actually had to look something up tutorial-wise, because I was like, I think I'm doing it wrong, but I think, Andrew, your favorite kind of side thing was probably the gambling well, at the casino. Well, yes. <laughs> Because you money is experience in this game. So if you just gamble and you're winning a lot of money in the gambling casino. And if you lose, yeah, just reload your, the save point. Yeah. In the gambling casino as yep. opposed to another type of casino? Uh, the candy casino. Oh, the candy casino. Okay, carry on. <laughs> I forgot to mention, too, there actually is something that I didn't realize. So Andrew pointed out to me that you could go to this clown guy and get a bunch of free stuff and then you sell it for a butt ton of money. Yeah, do you not find the clown keys? I don't think so. And then you also, you're earning CP, so I think it's kind of like the in-game achievements where, you know, talk to 100 people. Run certain miles, yeah. Entertain entertain yourself yourself 10 times. Yeah, and that can be used to buy things. So there were these little things that, I mean, you just had to like stumble upon the store and go there. But I thought that was interesting that they didn't tell you about it. Yeah. So, Keith, I don't know if you noticed, whenever you opened your map, there's a shrine. And it said, like, mm-hmm. turn in points for rewards. When you go there, yeah, there's this guy who's in a full suit but has a clown face. And he gives you things for free. And it's, it's the most random thing. A diamond maybe, plate. Yeah. Maybe he did give it to me, actually, now that I think about it. Because I did go to the shrine one time. You just didn't sell it? Yeah, I've made, that must be what it is. I just didn't sell it because I... Because I know I went to the shrine, so I'm sure I talked to him. But yeah, just one more strange thing in this game. Why not have just a bizarre clown that gives you things? Why not? But you know what isn't strange? Staying at home. And while we're all staying at home, we can still be healthy. Let me introduce you to our sponsor this episode, Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your male hormone health? With Let's Get Checked, you can do a simple at-home test 
that will help give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in five days. Did you know that in the last 40 years, healthy sperm count have dropped by 50% globally? Hormonal imbalance and reduced levels of testosterone are becoming a huge concern for men these days. Male hormones are important for a number of different functions, such as sperm production, maintaining a healthy sex drive, and maintaining muscle strength and mass. Some of the main symptoms of hormonal imbalance include low energy or fatigue, erectile dysfunction, low sex drive or libido, infertility, anxiety, depression, bloating, and headaches. So how does this procedure work? Well, order your test online, your test will be delivered straight to your door. You just have to self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to their accredited laboratories in the prepaid label, and receive support and guidance from the Let's Get Checked medical team who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know your hormonal health. This week, Let's Get Checked wants to invite you to join their community with a 20% discount code Grab bag 20. It's good to know about your health. And that 20% code is also available for the many other test kits that are available on their website. So that's letsgetcheck.com. So as great as the mechanics of the core game is, there is just a ton of mini games you can play. And I thought they were all very unique. What did you guys actually think of them? I didn't do a whole ton of them, to be honest. I did a lot more side questing than I did anything else. I tried one round of Shogi. Yeah, show me. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's Which like, is, chess. Yeah, like chess. chess. Yeah. And I, I'm i sure I could have figured out. I still wouldn't have been good at it, but I didn't really figure out what was going on. And so Yeah, I got smoked. I, yeah, basically. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was just funny because it kept popping up and be like, haha, you screwed up. Like, yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I am now seeing that. I thought Shogi was a lot of fun. My favorite was a karaoke. The karaoke is, once again, just another buckwild thing in this game. Because when you're doing well in the karaoke, it actually starts like a music video, and they are just hilarious. Like, first one I did was the song, like, Judgment, and you end up, like, being in a rock concert with, like, a band behind you and flames are shooting everywhere. Then there's, like, another song I did, which was, like, a sad song, and the character, it, like, ends up, the video ends up becoming the character sitting at a bar real sad, looking at a picture of a barn randomly, and, like, singing this song. It is just awesome. I love the karaoke. I was so bad. I only did it once, and I kind of want to go back and give it a go again. I did so bad the first time. Well, it was so I, I did it twice the first time because something I learned very early about this game, going back to the tutorials, is the save mechanic is not great i agree and so i did i played probably a good 40 minutes i got a little past actually the karaoke scene just actually before i find out you know i apparently murdered somebody that i didn't murder and all of that <laughs> and shut the game off came back to play it went where's my game and it wasn't there and it never <laughs> saved and then i went through and i Again, I I got to at least like a save point where I'd been saving. I just thought at the end of chapters, and I started playing again. I went, I just lost 20 minutes of gameplay. Get back to it. And so I texted you guys, and I said, hey, how do I save? (laughs) In my one defense, I actually did figure it out like a minute before you texted me. Um, But yeah, there's a big S on the screen. So if anybody's wondering... (laughs) That's how you save. The see, game. I think it's kind of uh-huh. hard to see. I have to look at my map to find it usually. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, but well, I'm just saying on the map. Yeah, it's it's there. It's very easy yeah. to find on a map. But it, I, I don't remember it explaining that it did. anywhere. I, I specifically remember uh, there was a tutorial. You ended up skipping through it. We must have. Sounds about right then. Because I remember when you go to make a phone call, they said, "This is a phone booth. This is where you save games and access your item box." But, but at the yeah, same time, when you're going through these numerous cutscenes, I mean. There's, there's no phone booth around. You're like, oh, yeah. I feel like it must have saved. But yeah, that's why I always ask Andrew. I'm like, how do I save in this game? <laughs> I know that's what really stinks. I mean, I think once again, this is a very common thing in like kind of Japanese games where they have save points. And that's just such an old style of gameplay. I mean, this game came out in, I think, 2015. So this game's old-ish, but not that old. I mean, five years old. But it still came out on a next-gen system in theory, yeah. right? It came out on PlayStation 4, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it did. And Xbox One. So, well, actually, just recently Xbox One, because these were always Sony-exclusive games. Right. But it is just, we are just so spoiled with games nowadays with the autosave feature that you really just got to pay attention and be careful. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. fine when you're doing side quests and stuff. It's not a problem at all, but something always happens when you're, like, right in the thick of it, you know? Oh, yeah. But, so because of that, I highly recommend not playing this game if 
you do not have time to sit down and focus on it. So if you're like us and you have a little baby that all of a sudden starts crying or freaking out and stuff, it's not easy to be like, cool, I'll just turn off my game because it's saved here. Nope. You got to go through that 20-minute cutscene, get to a save point. As I say, on the other hand, there is a good chance you're in a 20-minute cutscene. You can just oh, yeah. let it run in the background, so. <laughs> Except, oh, I actually, <laughs> I almost forgot about this. I thought it was interesting because obviously they're speaking in Japanese and you read the subtitles in English. I was telling Andrew that they have like the different, oh, what's the word? Like dialects, English dialects, I guess. But what I thought was really interesting, they're speaking in Japanese, but they have like broken English. Like what you see in stereotypical American movies of like someone who's Asian learning English. And I was like, why did they choose that? Because they're not talking like that in Japanese. I don't want to give an example because it'll sound racist. Because <laughs> Majima, like, he kind of talks with a little bit of slang. Like, you know, he has the apostrophe at the end instead of getting, it's getting, like, things yeah. like that. But I thought it was cool that they did that. But, yeah, I was really confused when I saw that. I was like, because I asked Andrew, he's like, I didn't see that. Yeah. So in, in Kiryu, actually, when you get the final uh, stance, like the beast mode or whatever it is, I... I at least got a good kick out of it. So she's like kind of this, you know, smaller frame girl fighting this big fat guy. And he calls her sugar tits. (laughs) Pardon my PG-13, but she calls him sugar moobs. And that just gave me a real good laugh. I don't know if you guys got that one. I did. I must have missed it because I sometimes there was so much dialogue I would skim from being honest. And I must have missed that one. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one was genuinely made me laugh. Yeah, a lot of the text of this game I thought was really impressive and just really funny. But speaking of that scene too, did you ever notice that some of the character models were a little wonky? Like, I thought some of the faces had good detail, but I thought a lot of the people's bodies looked like... Like, I don't know, they looked like Disproportionate? Yeah. Well, when you're looking at their face, like it zoomed in, and if your eyes, like, if they go down, the legs are just like weird rubber that just are slightly yeah, going down on people? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That happened. Phrasing. Um, <laughs> no, but I noticed that. I thought the graphics for the bodies were really just not great. I loved the atmosphere of the cities, especially like night and day. And I thought it was weird. There was so much garbage everywhere. But there was so much detail that I think that's the one place graphically that I... I thought need to be fixed. See, my thought about it was this is something that I felt was very Sega in particular. So intentional? Well, no, no, no. Not just, I mean, maybe, I guess you could say. So, Andrew, you had a Dreamcast. I had a Saturn. Dreamcast Uh, Dreamcast was the greatest system that never succeeded. R.I.P. But (laughs) the... The, the Saturn and I think Dreamcast both had, was it Virtua Fighter? Yeah. And honestly, that's what I felt like the character models reminded me of. Just like better defined. The way they moved, the way they looked to a certain degree. It, it was just modern day Virtua Fighter. I, I can kind of see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, because in Virtua Fighter, they're, obviously it's pretty old. They were just very boxy kind of polygon looking things. And obviously with modern technology, it still kind of looks polygon, how puffy it was. I'm also curious, too, if some of the legs were kind of wide and big because it was the 80s and 80s were all about, like, puffy pants. And I think Quantum uh, pants. Yeah, that, I was think, the, that was the pants dealer guy. That's true. But, yeah, some of the characters, I thought they kind of might have just had puffy pants instead of just wonky legs. Well, there weren't any, like, folds Maybe. or anything. It was just a very flat surface. But there were also a lot of people in the game. Yeah. I, I did mean, like I, the guy in Ugg boots. I liked his style. <laughs> Oh, the, are you talking about the uh, martial arts trainer guy? Yeah. I noticed those, those too. Are, those, are, those are some sweet Ugg boots. But I, I thought the characters' faces actually were pretty impressive, though. I thought they actually Mostly. did a good detail with them, and they had good expression, except for just, like, random non-player characters. Mm-hmm. Like the random oh, yeah, the women were a little just kind of blank. That and the kids, I thought, were a little... Yeah. That's for sure. They were... But, yeah, their, their emotions were very flat. It was another one of those things where it was, like, a very intense moment, but their faces would just not really emote. Some would smile. Because, well, <laughs> it's weird. So this was the thing that would drive me nuts about the game, is that in the middle of a cutscene... 
it would do it two different ways, but was really just the same thing. One would be straight up video, and then the other would be basically video, but in game with skippable text. Yeah. And it was just weird. I was like, just give me one or the other and trim it all down. Or give, yeah, or just give me one or the other, yeah, is all I wanted. Yeah, that irritated me too, where it would go into a video, then it would go to a text, and then it would actually like transition back to a video, and it's like, oh, just stop, like, just when it When it introduced Mojima, bro, I'm ki- we're killing it on the names this, this episode. Eyepatch, uh, it's called Eyepatch. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just going to butcher it every time and apologize, <laughs> and then you're going to tell me to call him Eyepatch. It's just going to be our thing. But that whole first chapter... I'll, I just I wanted to just just quit. It was too much. It was it, too much video. I agree. So I just determined I'm going to call him Pirate Steve, the character. Uh, <laughs> but no, I agree. I specifically remember that cutscene too because that's the beginning of that chapter. And there was like this whole segment of like these two people that are on a business trip going there, and they're completely and they, irrelevant to the story. And it's yes, like, just cut them what out. What was their point? I intentionally went to that table and no one gave a crap that I was there. No, the the first two people that came in, they they weren't the owner. Uh, He had the same suit as the owner. No, it's it's a different guy. Why would they choose the same suit with the owner if you go right back and talk to him and you look the same? I don't know. That was the owner. No, because that guy never talks to Pirate Steve at all. Now, what I will say I think you're right about is I think the girl that's with that guy is wearing the same outfit and might be the same character. So that was confusing to me. But it is definitely a different male character. No, it it is the same because when he went to talk to him about him with a drink order, like a ton of drinks – he ended up being the bot, the owner. No, see that the whole point of that is is he knew that is basically as soon as he heard that he went, I'll take care of this because he knew exactly what. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was the guy from the beginning. No, it's a different character because that the guy at the different beginning character. was like, I don't want to be in this club. Is the yakuza here? Yeah, if he's he was yakuza, playing. he wouldn't be here. No, he wasn't. I no. oh, Liz, wrong. Sorry, boo. <laughs> Two against one. You can You're go. Wrong. You can go back. No, you can go, go back. back because it's two against one. You're the one who's got to prove this here. Different guy. Bros before hoes, right? Is that what's going on right now? <laughs> no. Hey, facts before. I always back you up. Don't even. But this time you're Whatever just else is not facts. That's that's my thing. But that was a whole long lead up. And to be honest, it was a very dramatic lead and, and it was kind of cool. I liked the whole band playing thing. That was oh, kind of yeah. cool too. Where he, he's like, band, go. And they dropped into 80s video game fight music. Yeah. Band style. And it Which, was pretty cool. Yeah. Did you guys like the music of this game? I, 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 for the most part, loved it because it's very, like, 80s guitar synthesis kind of music. And I actually thought it was a lot of fun. It worked. Yes and no. One of them reminded me of a, of a sitcom, and I forget which one it was. I don't know if it was Seinfeld or – I'm not sure. But one thing that drove me nuts. Yeah, like the intro? Yeah. Something reminded me of that. Just a real bassy. So yes and no with the music because – there would be times where you're on a side quest and it would be this real sad. Everyone's sad and sappy. And then, boom, everything's happy. And nothing changed. No one's emotion changed. The conversations are the same. They're just flat. And it, it didn't fit in a lot of ways. Now, the fight music was really cool. Yeah. But really, multi- like I said, it really just reminded me of sitting on my couch in, you know, 1996 playing Virtua Fighter. I'm ter- <laughs> I don't know exactly when that came out. 2000. <laughs> whenever I had Sega Saturn. Yeah, listening to that music. When you complete the side quests, even if it's somber music, it does that upbeat thing at the very end. Yeah. Every single Which I time. thought was kind of weird because they're like, oh, my family's dead. And it's like, do, 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 do. And it did something <laughs> that always bothers me in games. And that's when they have these side characters that they don't have voice actors for, but they do, like, the first word. And one guy would always be do, like, a really creepy, like, ah. And I'm like, oh, oh no, I don't like it. <laughs> Bacchus. <laughs> I loved him because the word he always said was, yeah, yeah. And then he went, aw. <laughs> I always loved his voice. I hated his was, it. Oh, it always made me Because one of them was like, aw, no. <laughs> this is the Operencia Bell 2.0 for Liz. But I did like that they gave him the name Bacchus, because I believe that's like the Roman Greek god of wine. Yeah. I only know that because of Smite. Yep, same here. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about like kind of the annoying sounds some people make. I will say, overall I didn't mind it, but I hated the kids. 
and the girls. Sometimes the girls were okay, <sighs> but they generally would have some really annoying voices, especially when it came to some of the dialogue, like uh, the cut the um, the cutscenes. Some of the girls had like the highest pitched voice, and it's like ah, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I just think you hate women. Yes, that's, <laughs> you, you figured it out, Liz. You figured out my secret. All along. It, it was one of those weird things that, I don't know, it just felt kind of anime. Uh, yeah, that's ways. true, yeah. And that's what it felt like. But no, I kind of agree, Keith, though. Like, some of it did kind of feel like anime. Because, like, how we were talking about with the character models. Have you ever seen the meme where it's, like, a picture of an anime and it says, pick out the protagonist. And everyone looks very generic. And then you have, like, the one character with, like, crazy hair and he's, like, super detailed. I feel like that was the case in some of the, like, in this game. Because a lot of the NPCs looked very flat and plain. But then your main character, he had a lot of detail. That is very true. I just thought of something really random. Did we ever figure out why they keep giving you pocket tissues? Oh, no. I didn't even ask you about that. There's even guys that do it. Yeah, there's just people handing out pocket tissues. As I said, you never know when you need a pocket tissue. Yeah. When you go to that call center. (laughs) Um... So even though this game came out in 2015, there is no DLC for this game. So what we have for this game is a complete package. And as Liz was also kind of hinting at a little bit, the achievements in this game, I do not recommend this game for achievement hunters since this game is so long. But both me and Liz made sure we got the achievement that says, I did it for the achievement. And that is to watch an erotic video, <laughs> which they were super awkward. Yeah, the one that I saw, I mean, because you pick from like the telephone cards that you get. And mine was just a girl in a bikini with a phallic <laughs> balloon. <laughs> it yeah. was weird. It's very sexual, this game. It, it is, but is it? This game is very, it's still very PG-13. There's no nudity in it, as far as I've seen. There's a lot of, like, rape threatening in it. Yeah. <laughs> and there that is, yeah, that, uh, going back to that first cutscene with the, the bar owner and the yeah. grumpy guy, that's real uncomfortable, not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, and then you get to the cult, too, where he's going to try to basically rape a girl, too. There is a lot of, yes, sexual undertones in this game, but as far as I saw, there's at least no nudity. Well, we should also say, too, that it's not saying it's a good thing at all, because they're they're defending the women. I should say that. It's not not a rapey game by any means. I don't know. I'm only going to say this, but the whole, like, buying him off instead of giving him to the police for legitimate being, like, a disgusting creep... That was a little uncomfortable. That's kind of like true, it though. made but, sense from a business perspective and what he's all doing, like who he is as a character. But that was real uncomfortable for him to be like, "Oh, but just pay a bunch of money, and it's cool that you groped a girl that said no, stop." I completely agree. Real uncomfortable. But he it said in the game he would do anything to get back with Yakuza. And I mean, Yakuza kills people and stuff. I mean, I'm I'm not saying like he condoned it or anything, but he was putting himself first. Yeah. Well, and yeah, he that's tried my point. to make it right in a way that would still benefit him. Not saying it's right. I'm just saying like all the like the threatening of rape and stuff is not for the main character. I get it, Liz. You yeah. like rape. It's fine. But my point is <laughs> that yes, it sets up very much a tone of who he is. You are so lucky you're not sitting next to me. My hand instinctively just went to like where where can i swing <laughs> i know she wanted to hit me naturally <sighs> good um but no it 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 tells you who he is as a person so no i don't think they're very good people still yeah they do oddly weird helping people things but they're not good people no but they're not good at i'm all. glad that you did mention that because i felt the same way i i forgot about it because i was more thinking about the side missions but that really did anger me when that happened and it's weird, too, because in the Japanese culture, and you see it a lot in the game, there's so much respect with everything. Like, you're, everyone's always respectful to their elders, to their bosses, and things like that. And then you see that. But I, I agree with the achievements. But at the same time, I thought they were really fun. I, I didn't think there was too many that were fun, though. A lot of them were just completion achievements. I think it was just fun getting them. Because <laughs> I think, like, with this game, I put in a lot of hours. And there were yeah, some that I weren't like, expecting. You, you still didn't get much score, though. That's why I'm surprised you liked it. Oh, that's true. But I think that if you love this game, like, you'd probably try to... I mean, I think you would keep playing to get the achievements. Yeah. It's a game that you can put down, though, which is really cool. What do you mean? I think for me, because a lot of games, you kind of, like, 
forget the controls because they're kind of backwards and stuff. Or you're kind of like, oh, I kind of forget how to play and like what these mechanics are. I think I would remember for this game. I fully disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> you cannot remember some of the very simple mechanics. No offense, Liz. But you think you could put this game down and a month later remember how to switch combat styles. You would remember how to play the various numerous mini games. You would remember how to navigate things. I would struggle a little bit, but I would I could get back into it. I could button mash my way back into it. Because there's, it is very forgivable in the aspect of as long as you have your most recent save point, there's yeah. not a lot of consequence, and it is hard to die. It really is. Like, you'd have to really wang it on a battle. I will say, I was really frustrated because I was ahead with the achievements, and I was like, I'm going to win this week, and then you have to tie with me. <laughs> Sorry? Andrew and I both got <laughs> 8 out of 55 and scored 120. One of our achievements, One of our achievements was different. And then Keith got 5 out of 55 with 75. Uh, I believe I, I oh, think I got up to 7. Oh, did you just get one before we started? I think I definitely didn't catch up to you guys. Uh, I'm trying to look real quick because I think I got up to 7. Yeah, I have 75 score. Um, well, no, you, you have you 75 and 5 out of 55. So you got 5 okay. achievements with 75, you're right. which is still good. <laughs> it's commendable. But I was just like, oh, I'm going to win I this participated. Week. So overall, I don't recommend it for achievement hunters, so... I mean, it's understandable. This is a very large game. Uh, beginning to our final thoughts, Liz, tell us. What did you think of Yakuza 0? I hate going first, and you know it. I know, but you're going to. It's your game. Okay. It's your game, you're first. I think that I am going to give... Okay, so I'm going to give this game an 89. I was originally going to give an 88, because it took place in 88. And oh, yeah. that would have been like, very no, meta. It deserved at least one point more. For me, I think the biggest downfall with this game is that what you pick for things doesn't matter. And that really bummed me out. And then also there were like a lot of the long cutscenes, and I sometimes I really need to save and I was kind of forced to play more and I got a little resentful of that. <laughs> At the beginning I did. So I'm going to give it, yeah, an 89. I like how you started out with your score, Liz. Like you, you, you didn't lead into it, you just dropped it in Give there. the people what they want. <laughs> So they can so hear the score gonna... that tune you out. Yeah. So I'm so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave people hanging here. I think I've been talked more into this. I'm still just so irritated by how much time I feel like is wasted playing this game between the cutscenes and the way they do a lot of it. Because some of it isn't skippable, which maybe there's loading in the background. I don't know. But that as a as a factor, I just I it's hard for me to really want to pick up and play this game. But there, like I said, were a lot of times where I was laughing at this game. I was having fun with it. I even felt invested. So I guess I'm gonna go and give it a, a really light game because I gotta give it an 80 on a score because because I think I had fun when I did play it. I just don't want to play much more of it. So for me, I thought this game was just it was kind of a breath of fresh air. Like this is something just really kind of unique of being something so serious but then just so wild that it really just kind of kept me invested in it. The The characters I thought were fine. I, I There wasn't anything I was super crazy about. My favorite was Pirate Steve. Um, the first, the first <laughs> guy Steve. I thought was a little forgettable. Um, I'm going to give this game an 85. See, I'm dropping my score in the middle of my uh, assessment. So, oh, uh, I like how you're doing that. But uh, the graphics I thought were, were pretty good. I thought some of the scenery was kind of, eh, you're looking at very generic city. And that kind of got a little tiresome sometimes. But I I loved the constant like drip feed of like the mechanics that were coming into this game. It made it so much more interesting and it always kept it refreshing. And it would make me be like, cool, well, I learned this new thing. I'm going to keep doing that. So I think this game is if you have not tried Yakuza, I would recommend it. I think this was a lot of fun. See, I almost gave a higher score, but then there were some things that I was like, I wish there was more backgrounds and things like that. Like there are a lot of things that I really want to be nitpicky about, but I did not want to stop playing this game. Like I'm kind of bummed that we have to switch games. It really surprised me how much you love this game. When you first were playing this, I'm like, this is going to be very different for Liz. I don't know how she's going to take it. I wanted a game like this. I wanted a game that like Piper took a nap and I wanted to play. And this is exactly what I got. And that's why I kind of feel bad that I didn't give it higher, but I just felt like there were some things that bothered me. Yeah. But looking uh, at... For game of the year. Yeah. And looking at Metacritic, 
90 from critics, users 7.8, and someone who gave it a 9 said, once you get to chapter 4 or 5, things really get good, one of the best stories in the game. The amount of things to do packed into two small maps is crazy. And I thought that was a really good review, because I do feel like you kind of have to get further into the game, because it wasn't, especially for me, until like chapter 4 at the end, when Majima is about to make a huge decision, I was like, so irritated that they switched back to the other guy and that's when I knew that I was like truly invested in this game <laughs> so I feel like you do have to wait until later and I think I mean there's so much in this game I feel like we didn't even talk about half of it yeah. and they're just these two small maps so yeah I think that perfectly sums it up so I if I could just throw this one out there I was curious if you know what maybe people on Amazon thought this personally gave a four out of five stars because there was a little damage on the plastic. So just keep in mind, if you're ordering a physical copy on Amazon, there might be a little damage on the plastic, but you might otherwise enjoy the game. Oh, so. I, I also want to say that I think it was last game. It might have been the game before, but there was a very angry Frenchman in the in the comments. <laughs> and it was again this week. He was so savage. I, he or she, I don't, I don't know. Is it the but, same person? I know I don't think so. I don't. Oh. I don't remember the name. I assume not. But I felt like there was um, either two in Spanish and one in French, or vice versa. And everything they had to translate was so negative. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like I don't want to repeat it. It was like so nasty towards this beautiful game. <laughs> beautiful beast of a game. But I was like, if it is the same person, this Frenchman and I have very different tastes. <laughs> French person, Liz. Jeez. What? What? It could be a French woman, Frenchman. That's what you said, French person. You were saying yeah. Frenchman. Yeah, men can be short for women. Why not? <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm not getting involved in that conversation. <laughs> uh, getting us back on track to wrap things up. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I've noticed we've gotten a lot more downloads on Apple uh, on Apple iTunes. So if you're listening, Apple iTunes. So if you're on there, please, it would be wonderful if you gave us a review greatly appreciate it but thank you all so much for uh sticking with us and i have been your hardcore gamer host andrew you can follow me on xbox live firebird z1952 i'm working on a youtube channel i would absolutely love everyone's feedback what do you guys want to see do you just want to see just generic gameplay do you enjoy having videos of the gameplay and just having our podcast on top of it do you like seeing my ugly mug on the videos Please tell us. I'll have a nice little uh, post on our Facebook. Go to our Facebook. Love to get your feedback. And you have a couple of like really short, good videos too. So let us know if you like shorter or longer videos because I know that some people have big preferences with that. Keith. I'm Keith. <laughs> he skipped the email and stuff. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I know, everyone's getting sick of me constantly rambling off things. No, but go to our Facebook. I, I want to do a giveaway, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Tell us. Come to our Facebook. I think Andrew told you where to find us there. Game Pass Grab Bag. Yeah. We're pretty easy to find on there. But I am looking for a way to do it. And I want to I want to make it fun and interactive. Maybe have people uploading some game clips and things like that. Um, also, let me know why people listen to our Human Fall Flat episode the most. That's I'm still trying to figure that out. So, answer that. Let's go. And I'm Liz the Noob, Gamertag coming on team. And I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob, Noob ZW. And yeah, go to our Twitter when it's getting close to my pick because I do a lot of polls. And uh, thank you for again for everyone who participated because not a lot of people vote on them. It's really sad. So thank you all <laughs> who voted. But yeah, thank you all so much for the people who voted. You know, Rune, Stephanie, Chris, Curtis. Thank you all so much. You guys have been very supportive. Love you all. We hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah.